Check it on a stick. We are Chicken on a Stick. Welcome back, everybody, to a new episode. Welcome, welcome. It has been a very long time since we released our last one. I don't know when that was. Far too long. Um, but we're back with a vengeance. Yeah. We're in our <laughs> villain era. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but today we're going to be talking about uh, a movie that I really love, that I showed you for the first time a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Doubt you remembered anything about it. Did not. But it's the 1981 Canadian slasher film, My Bloody Valentine. It's very appropriate because this is coming out around Valentine's Day. Or could you say Valentine's Day? Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) No. It's Canadian. Uh Uh-huh. That was really good. Yeah, 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 sure. That was off the cuff, too. Incredible. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So it's a 1981 slasher film. Uh, We've talked about it before that I love slasher films. It's like Mm -hmm. my go-to horror genre. It's really Mm -hmm. what I prefer, which is why I don't like ghosts or haunted houses or whatever. I find those pretty lame. But I like an actual person murdering a bunch of people at... A lake, or a camp, camp, or a mine shaft, (laughs) just right up my alley. A a fraternity. Uh huh. Yeah, and I am I am the opposite. I do not like. I love slasher movies. No wait, I love horror movies, just not slasher. I like the more ghosty ones. Right. So we don't agree on that part because she finds all the ghosts spooky. I don't believe in ghosts. Come haunt me if you want to. Um. I'm only scared of... Actually, I'm not even scared of people who are, like, wielding pickaxes or... You should be. Machetes or chainsaws or whatever. You wouldn't be frightened if someone was wielding a chainsaw at you? Well, I mean, if they just killed, like, ten of my friends, I might be. Yeah, yeah. But joke's on them. I don't have ten friends. Oh, right. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> joke's on them. <laughs> You're impervious. Uh, so the plot of this movie basically follows a group of young adults, mm-hmm. that's how they put it, uh, 20-something-year-olds who work in this small town as miners, and it's Valentine's Day is coming up, so for the first time in 20 years, they're holding, the town is holding a Valentine's Day party, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden people start getting murdered, and they think it ties back to some murders that happened 20 years before, which is why they stopped the Valentine's Day dance to begin with. Classically. Yeah. It's one of those, like, well, the myth is many years ago, something terrible happened on this night, and all the kids are like, meh, we don't listen to that. (laughs) Yeah, that is correct. Um, So the movie uh, stars a bunch of people that you've likely probably not really ever heard of. Um, Again, you get this a lot with 80s slasher films and stuff, a bunch of basically no names. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you get people like the first Nightmare on Elm Street has Johnny Depp. 
the first yeah. Friday Thirteenth has Kevin Bacon in it. Sometimes people like that sneak through, but here it's relatively not anyone who you'd probably recognize just yeah. off their name. Um, but our central cast is uh, Paul Kelman as T.J. Hanniger. Um, he is the son of the mayor uh, of the town, and also I'm, I, if, I believe the mine is also named after them, so it's like a long line of mining family people. Right. Um, Alex Palmer is played by Neil Affleck. No relation. I was very, I was very curious to see if they were related in any way. Um, and then we got a couple other people. the The one that I like to point out, though, is just a shout out to Keith Knight, who plays Hollis, probably my best, my favorite character in this in this movie. He's got a great mustache, <laughs> fantastic mustache, and he seems like a chill guy. He does seem like a very chill guy, <laughs> but that is also a very extreme mustache. Um, so just to kind of jump back into the movie, we're just going to talk through the movie, kind of talk, not necessarily exactly beat by beat, but we're going to just kind of skim through what the movie is, kind of talk about things we liked and like, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. and then what we thought about it at the end. Right. Uh, so the movie opens up with, we're inside of this mine shaft, and there's two people in full mining gear, mm-hmm. like the little oxygen masks. Yeah. Everything. Like the gas By the way, the minor look that this movie does mm-hmm. for a slasher villain, great. I love it. I, it's, it's, it's relatively simplistic, but it's also kind of imposing. It's very uh, intimidating and ominous. Yeah. It's, it's literally that, that classic gas mask look. Right. Um, now, not too long into this, one of them starts to strip, and it's a woman, and she's uh, just wearing her bra under that suit, um, which I guess maybe would be accurate. I don't think you're probably going in with many clothes No, she, if you're wearing a full jumpsuit. She would probably have, like, a camisole underneath that or something. <laughs> um, but she takes off her clothes and is trying to be all sexy and have some fun times in a mine, which just seems... Like a Weird. bad idea in so many different ways. I don't know what what about a, a gas mask is sexy, but, uh, but to the, each his own. The other miner sticks his pickaxe into the wall, and as she's like rubbing on him and trying to be sexy and stuff, uh, she's got a little heart tattoo over her left breasticle. Her left breasticle. Her, her left breasticle. <laughs> and he grabs her and pushes her into the pickaxe. Yeah. With it stabbing out her heart. Yeah, that was gross. Yeah. And that's the opening to the movie. Some half-naked lady getting impaled by a sharp, pointy thing. In a mine. In a mine. In a dark shaft. This is easy. Don't go in mines. (laughs) Don't go, yeah. Unless it's your job. Is this a horror movie or a cautionary tale? (laughs) I think mostly probably just a horror movie. I don't think it makes many statements about the mining industry itself. The dangers of it or anything. I'm going to tell as many young people as I can. Don't go into mines. Yeah. And also wear something underneath your suit. (laughs) Any miners out there, let us know. Do you wear something Mm -hmm. under your suit? Uh, We then cut to the mayor, uh, Mayor uh, Hanniger of Valentine Bluffs. Uh, it's a Canadian mining town. Um, it reinstates the traditional 
uh, Valentine's Day dance, which had been suspended for 20 years prior. Um, the dance was stopped 20 years ago because uh, there was a collapse in the mine where a bunch of miners were trapped and killed. Um, but when the town got together and the other miners who had like the day shift or night shift, whatever it was, kind of dug through all the debris, they finally found a man and he was still alive, but he had gone crazy. Harry, uh, Harry Warden. And the next year at the follow at, uh, at the Valentine's Day dance, there were two supervisors who had like left their position the night of the collapse before it happened. And Harry went to their homes and murdered both of them. And then told, basically left a cryptic message to the town of, don't ever have a Valentine's Day dance again or else I'm going to come back and murder you. So they stopped doing it. Weirdly, they stopped doing it even though Harry was caught and put into an insane asylum. They still said, better off just not... Let's not have a dance. Let's let's not push our luck and just not have a dance. Even though he's locked up, so his threat was kind of empty. Yeah. Let's not just get a bunch of teenagers around just swaying back and forth with each other and drinking beer afterwards. Yeah. Let's call it, call it safe. Um, but since it had been 20 years, they just assume, you know, everything's fine. We're good to start doing it. Um, we meet quite a few of the residents of the small town like it's a very very small mm-hmm. small town it's like a single street in the mine and that's about it so we meet a couple of our main characters which is like tj alex some of the ladies some of the other co-workers um but also we get to meet the mayor mm-hmm. the police chief and um the lady who runs the laundry mat <laughs> I, I also ve- made a very specific note. I asked TJ. He looks like if Joaquin Phoenix and Oscar Isaac had a baby. Yeah. Uh, so Mabel is the lady who runs the like local laundromat. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody seems to like her. She's a slightly she's a nicer, slightly older lady who has decorated the town and helped yeah. set up their. Um, I don't know what what are those places called where you have. All towns have them, but they're like little areas, rec center or something like that. Yeah. Basically, um, she helps set them up. Uh, everybody in this town seems, you know, it's a small town. They all know each other. They're all kind of friendly with each other. TJ, the kind of the lead of the movie, or really, I suppose, is the lead of the movie. He is the son of the mayor who, after he got out of school, moved away to California or at least away from the town to try and make it out on his own. Right. And is now begrudgingly back in the town because he did not manage to make it on his own. And he's back working in the mine. And that's okay. Some of us, some of us just have to come back home. And there is nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with it. But he's very, like, angry very and kind bitter. of shitty. Yeah. In the beginning of the movie. Yeah, he's very bitter. Um, and it's a classic red herring to be like, oh, it's got to be him. He hates every. He hates being here. He didn't make it out there. Uh, he hates seeing Alex is dating his 
his ex-girlfriend who he just like left behind and then never wrote or did anything right to be like hey hey babe i made it <laughs> when are you coming out yeah he, he just left her yeah he wasn't he wasn't really great there that was kind of unfortunate um i will say i also like the police chief in this he's not your typical sort of slasher police chief in that sometimes they're quite brain dead they always seem to be so dumb yeah and in this he's not he isn't he's pretty (laughs) cautious about things he's kind of checking on things when they think something's happening he calls the 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 asylum that harry warden was in (laughs) to try and get information um it's kind of the 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 asylum or prison or whatever it was that lets them down because they're Mm -hmm. like Oh, we don't know. We don't have records yeah. of him. It's like, how the fuck do you not have records of this guy? I that that literally made me stop and think for a second. Like, how how are you making money? How are you in business? How is this working? They, it's explained that the guy was uh, that any information on him was input in like an old system they used, yeah. and they were upgrading to a new system or whatever. So maybe it just got lost or misplaced or something. But that just feels like a big oversight. <laughs> That's an, a massive oversight. Um, so, basically, as as uh, all these young miners are, like, excited, they've all got their girlfriends or women that they're interested in or whatever, they're looking forward to the dance. One guy in particular, and uh, I don't remember what the character's name is, but this is the wildest thing um, that... I think happens in this movie, which is a, has a great callback later, which is when he sees his girlfriend, he runs up to her in this in this uh, like wreck area, grabs her by the head, and lifts her off the ground to kiss her, not by the neck, literally by, by the head. head, like he's crushing a watermelon or something, is holding the most her right by the head. Uncomfortable thing to watch. It was impressive. I did care for it. I was impressed by that. I didn't care for it. It was wild. Just fucking pick someone up by their head. By yes. That is incredible. If someone incredible. tried to do that to me. I couldn't do that to you. I'm I'm a little bit taller than you, but this guy was like a foot taller than his girlfriend. You might be a little tiny bit taller. Uh, yes. Thank you for admitting that publicly. Mm. I no, am taller some- than you. If someone tried to lift me up by my head, I would say goodbye. No, thank you. That's not fun. That's not cute. Trying to... It's pretty... Yeah, I don't know that it's cute, but it's something. It's something. (laughs) It's very... I just want to know, like, were they instructed to do that, or did he just do it on his own? And then they were just like, fuck it. Yeah. I hope not. Because it's... I don't know. I, I would assume it couldn't be because it comes back later, um, so it, it must be intentional to some degree, but the fact that anybody wrote that down is pretty hilarious. Now you're going to pick the girl up by your head. Yeah. No, sir. <laughs> Why not? Don't do it. PSA. <laughs> Don't do it. Um. So... As everybody's kind of excited about everything that's going on, the mayor, as the mayor and the police chief are sort of leaving the rec center, uh, telling everybody to, like, hey, don't get too crazy, whatever, um, 
somebody delivers one of the young guys goes oh mayor this is for you and it's a box of chocolates Mm -hmm. and he's like oh is this from you uh mabel or was this from you chief or or oh maybe it was some other person who an anonymous interest yeah uh and he opens it up and inside the heart-shaped box which usually should be chocolates is a heart and his first thing is just going not again no no this can't be happening um and it's got a letter in it that's again just saying like cancel this or else don't do it yeah or more people will die um they decide not to really heed that warning so much uh as they want to keep it down low because they're like well harry's harry warden's locked up it can't possibly be him Maybe it's just like a prank or something, even though it was a, it was a heart, which is, you know, a weird choice to just be like, just a prank, bro. Have you ever eaten one of those? Uh, a heart? Are... No. <laughs> no, I have not. <laughs> have you ever eaten one of those Valentine's Day heart things of chocolates? Like the entire thing myself? No. Or just like experienced it? Yes. Not a lot of them are good. I agree. Not a lot of them are good. Or at least they didn't used to be. I think they're, you have so many more choices now. But I remember back like in high school times, there was maybe like one or two out of the whole thing that were, were good. Unless you're a weirdo that likes star chocolate or cherry chocolate. or Cherry chocolate? You mean the chocolate-covered cherries? Yes. With the little gel stuff? Yeah, yeah I like those. Ugh. I like those ones. Those boxes, the, the, uh, the queen something, oh, I think? I think yeah, it's, I think it is. Yeah, I like those. Gross. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to say it because it's a little too raunchy innuendo. <laughs> I appreciate you for not saying that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I don't even want to know. I'll tell you later. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, so this is where the police chief and the mayor are kind of calling out to the asylum to be like, Hey, we're looking for Harry Warden. Give us information. Is he there? Is he alive? What's the deal? Did he escape? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they're just told like, Hey, we, I don't have those records. I'll have to look in our old system to figure it out. So it might take a while. And they're just like, well, hurry up. Damn it. That's literally it. They're like, yeah. Oh, well somebody else might die. I don't know. Um, <laughs> during this time, uh, we do see Mabel, sweet old Mabel, go back to her laundry mat okay. to kind of refix some decorations, get more decorations, stuff like that. Um, I have been in a laundry mat that like this before, like a very, uh, I think back to like the nineties as a kid going into a laundry mat. And that's the kind of feel that this gave me like very old Terrifying. school, small, tiny laundry Rickety. mat thing. Yeah. Noisy. Uh, and while she's in there, she does get a, she gets a same sort of thing. She gets a little letter, like a heart-shaped um, note. Yeah. Card? Card, yeah. Like, whatever. That says, like, card. roses are red, violets are blue, one is dead, you'll be number two, or something yeah. like that is the rhyme. And she doesn't immediately just leave or call for help or nothing she's just like what uh and then she gets attacked from behind yeah uh now i should say when we watched this most recently um i think the very first time i ever showed it to you we watched the r-rated 
cut or whatever the the rating itself actually is. This time around, we watched the unrated version, which adds three minutes to the runtime, but it includes the graphic, air quotes, uh, scenes of some of the kills or like extended shots of some of the kills that were originally removed for censorship reasons of being too violent or whatever. And if you're going to watch the movie, watch the unrated version. Or Again, don't. it's barely longer, but seeing the practical effects for some of the kills, just, it's great. And as the director said, because uh, he says it a little bit before the movie plays, he's like, this is as close to my vision of the movie that's available. So, you know. As all you Snyder freaks out there <laughs> who wanted the Snyder cut, watch the unrated, because that's as close to the um, as close to the, the uh, Malaki Mahaika, however you say his last name's cut, as we're gonna get. I definitely found myself saying at times, um, ew, that wasn't in the original, was it? And you said, nope. And I was like, alright. <laughs> oh, I also, I suppose this is just a good time to say, this movie was remade in 2009, I believe? Um, with the guy from Supernatural, the blonde one. What was his name? Is he, he is he Jensen Eccles? It's Jensen or... I was never a Supernatural girl. Um, yeah, so the guy who plays Dean. Dean, yeah. In Supernatural, who yeah. I think is Jensen Eccles. Yeah. Because I think the other one's the Padalecki guy. Or something like that. Uh, Jensen Eccles is in it. Um, and from my... I've not ever watched it. I will watch it at some point. But my understanding is it's bad. Uh, so. Wait, what is? The remake. Oh. Oh. Okay. What did you think I was saying Supernatural's bad? <laughs> yeah. Because, I was like, wait, what? you know, it might be a hot take, but I do <laughs> think Supernatural is bad after, like, the fourth season or so. It's true. There there was a certain point where the showrunner goes, that was the story I wanted to tell. This is the ending. But then the series just got so popular that they kept it going and just ran it into the ground. Couldn't tell you. Never watched Yeah. Anyway. I think they're really great guys. I love all seeing, always seeing, they're very very nice to their fans. Mm -hmm. They go to a lot of comic cons and do a lot of fan stuff. Anyways. So, uh, after all this stuff happens, we do, this is where the mayor and the chief decide to cancel the dance, so they go and they, they lock the rec center, they tell some of the kids there that the dance has been canceled, and that's the end of it. So, everybody who is upset is now at the local bar. This is probably the worst scene in the movie, in that uh, a lot of these movies always have, like, a harbinger sort of character who's who's telling you that something's cursed or something's dangerous or whatever uh like for example cabin in the woods which i know you'll know this when Mm -hmm. they stop at the gas station Mm -hmm. the guy who they talk to his code name is the harbinger because he's the one who's supposed to be like don't go out to that cabin it's dangerous y'all kids don't know shit whatever um the original friday the 13th and the second one have crazy ralph who's like 
That's a death. Yeah. It's got a death curse. Oh. So it's always just like somebody who's kind of like, don't, don't take it lightly. This shit, it's awful. And the bartender at this bar, by the way, the bar is interesting to me in that we're in a small mining town. My assumption would be not anywhere near like the oceans or something if they're mining i guess i don't know much about mining but i don't think i think like mountains and stuff when i think about mining i don't um but at the counter of this bar (laughs) where the bartender is speaking and being like 20 years ago harry warden did this and he's kind of giving us like a little rundown ominous whatever there is a normal looking person sitting at the bar and then there's a guy who looks like a sailor He's wearing a sailor hat. He's got, a, like, a, a old white beard. Like, he's an old-timey sailor. He's smoking, like, a pipe. And to me, it's just a weird character to have there. Yeah. Why is Popeye the Sailor Man here at this bar in this mount- mining town? You're just hanging out. It's weird. Um, but also, the bartender is just, like, talking openly to these people who are... They don't look like they're really listening to him, but then our sort of main group of characters who are at this table are just like, shut up, old man. None of that shit's real. And he's like, I'm warning you, that's real. Heed my warning, punks. What would you do if someone said that to you? If I was in like a bar somewhere and and the bartender started telling me about some weird like curse or murders. You're staying at what hotel? Yeah, I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> I was like, you don't just randomly say that sort of shit to people. Or you do to fuck with them. If you were a bartender. If I was somewhere at a bar and the guy says, Oh, you're staying at the Bates Motel. Ah, rumors are a lot of people go missing there. Mm-hmm. The mother was murdered and her, 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 her son is blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, wait. But I saw the mother? Mm-hmm. No, no, she died years ago. The son's gone crazy. I'd be like, all right, so I'm going to check out as soon as I get back. Nope. Bye. <laughs> um, basically, after our, our main group of characters, uh, they decide at the bar, they're like, why don't we throw our own party? We'll go up to the mine. It's got a pool room. It's got, you know, a kitchen. We can BYOB. Everything would be cool. We can all just hang out there. Nobody would know. They're not going to come up there to check it. It'll all be fine. And, again, they're just sharing these plans out in public. (laughs) And the bartender goes, fine, you guys want to be little shitty people and not pay attention to me? I'm going to fuck you up. So he sneaks up to the mine and gets, like, a mine uh, uh, suit, one of their one-piece suits, whatever they are, the the oxygen masks, whatever, sets it up on this door to where when the door pulls open, the suit kind of, like, swings forward with, like, an axe that, as, like, a jump scare. Yeah. And he does it, like, four times to test that it's working. He literally just does it over and over and over again to make sure it's working. But then, the last time he does it, it's actually the miner <laughs> who stabs him right in the face. Right in the face. Right through the jaw, out the eye. Didn't like that. You had a little eyeball but sticking I didn't out. Like that. Yeah. You don't like that. I don't. Eyeball warning. Eyeball warning. In case you don't like eyeballs. 
Um, now, <laughs> at this point, um, all of the main people have kind of decided to go up to the mine. We have had one moment where TJ kind of kidnapped his ex-girlfriend and took her out to... Um, I don't really know how you would describe this, but it's something you see in a lot of movies where two people need to have, like, a moment alone together, and they drive off, and they're just on, like, in a f- grassy field mm-hmm. on the edge of the water. You yeah. might see the town across the water, or, like, a bridge or something. That's basically where he takes her, to be yeah. like, oh, I can't believe you're dating Alex. And she's like, well, you left, and then you never called or wrote me or anything. And he's like, I wanted to, but... I was failing, so I don't want you to think I was a failure. Failure. Now I'm back, and I'm upset that you're dating some other dude who's not me. And she's like, oh, okay, tough shit. Sounds like a you problem. That is a you problem. Um, but everybody goes up to the mine. All the people are there partying, whatever. People picking their girlfriends up by the head, kissing them. Um, and at this point... Everyone's kind of there, so we're we're kind of getting into the end game where like okay now, people are gonna have to start getting killed off. Yeah. Um, the first person who dies uh, is just like a really minor character. He's kind of flirting with this one girl there, and he goes back into the kitchen to like check on the hot dogs that he's boiling. Mm-hmm. So they're they're boiling hot dogs, mm-hmm. and basically just gets his head shoved into the boiling hot dog water. Yeah, I didn't like that either. So his face gets all melted. It was pretty gross. Yeah. And then he gets shoved into, like, a refrigerator, and nobody ever notices him. I feel like it would be one thing to have your face shoved into boiling water, but to have your face shoved into boiling hot dog water. Boy, yeah. It, the kill's not too dissimilar from a Sleepaway Camp, in that the chef at the camp is doing something in a big pot of boiling water and is asking the unseen killer for assistance before the killer pushes uh, him into the boiling water or the water on top of him one way or the other. And he gets all, like, blistery looking and and red. I totally forgot about that. Um, (laughs) Also gross. uh, So as Dave gets killed in the boiling water... If you're ever going to put my into face, a refrigerator. If you're ever going to put my face into boiling water, please don't let it be hot dog water. Uh, if I was to put anybody's face into anything, it'd be like uh, <laughs> Jason X, where he dips her face into... Um, basically, he freezes her face. It dips it into, like... Well, and then in the freezer? Uh, no, no, no. It's into... I'm blanking on whatever it is. But it instantly freezes her face. Then he pulls her face up and then smashes it on the counter. Ew. It like cryo freezes her face real quick. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. It's a good kill. I'd put your face in whole milk. Whole milk? (laughs) Drown me in milk? He's lactose intolerant. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) What a weird thing to threaten me with. Unbelievable. Now you know. So rude. Now you know. Anyway, you're awful. (laughs) Oh, you've thought about it, huh? Well, now I know. If you ever buy whole milk, what to look out for. Um, so after he boils the guy's face, he also takes his heart out because that's just the trademark. 
he does put the heart into the hot dog water, so he boils the heart, which we do see later on when some girls are, like, checking on the hot dogs. They pull it out with a little, like, spoon, like, oh, what is that? And someone's like, I don't know, it's probably, like, a pig heart or something. And it's like, who brought a pig heart to this party to do this? I forgot about that part. I must have repressed it. That's, that's when we also see uh, one of the characters open, like, the refrigerator to get a pack of beer, and you see his body in there, but the guy doesn't notice. <laughs> Wasn't one of my main questions during this movie was, why is it every time these kids go to get beer, quote-unquote, all they ever grab is oh, a tiny all, little You did ask pack. why do they only get six why packs. Why do they only ever buy little teeny tiny, ooh, I went and got some beer from this and I for- It's six beers. I forgot to try and look up if maybe in the 80s or late 70s if that was a thing. Maybe that's like the highest amount you could get when right. buying beer was only like a six pack. There was just so many of them and they were always drinking beer. Like how many six packs did they I buy? I told you they all probably brought their own six pack. One. Yeah, but there was like 15 of them. I guess. That's a lot. And they're those cute little cans. That are like the very old timey cans yeah. that look like the taps where you gotta like pull out yeah. or whatever. So cute. They probably taste like fucking aluminum. Probably. Straight up aluminum. Probably. And then 4% alcohol. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, at this point, also, some of the people have started kind of split up to, you know, because, again, a dark shaft is, at night is very sexual. And they all decide to kind of like, ooh, let me show you where we all get dressed in the shower room and we'll start making out and stuff. Um, and two of our lovers go into basically what is the changing room they, where they hang up their suits and stuff and they're having a little fun moment where she's like oh how do you get those down he's like yo you pull this cord and it drops the suit and he 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 and this is the guy who picked his girlfriend up by the head and he's like i'm gonna go get some more beer i'll be right back and he leaves her and she's sitting there and then all the suits start dropping around she's like freaking out running around screaming whatever and then she runs into the miner. And the miner, and this is the callback, grabs her by the head, picks her up off the ground, and then impales her through the back of the head on, like, a shower head. Um, but they're, it's like, they're weird shower heads. Oh, it's like a it's not a sh- Yeah, it's not a shower head like you would think now. It's more like a lead pipe yeah. that just kind of comes to sort of like a slit angle. Mm-hmm. So that water kind of spurts out and kind of disperses a little bit. Um, But he does that and it comes through her mouth. And this is one of the kills that's extended in the unrated. Where you actually get to see her head spitting out the water. Yeah, I didn't care for that either. I like that one. I thought it was gross. I'm pretty sure I covered my eyes. Probably. It's not... It's it's hard to be so grossed out by something so old-timey. But (laughs) it still works, I guess. Mm. Um, so her boyfriend does come back and he freaks out about it. Uh, he also, I like this too, and this might just be, again, it's, it's like a, you know, kind of a cheapo B horror movie from the 80s. Uh, so the acting isn't exactly spectacular the whole time. But when he finds her, he stands there for a prolonged amount of time, staring at her face, pouring out water, and just like, ah! I did not like that. Didn't care for it. I find it funny. Could it get a foul. Um, so 
it's about this time that some of the other guys did find Dave in the freezer dead. And the guy comes back and says his girlfriend's been killed. Um, this is where T... Uh, but actually, right before this, a bunch of people, more people, went down into the mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollis, a couple other girls, a couple other guys. Um, but TJ, Alex, and his girlfriend at this point. Oh, and also the girl who says uh, earlier in the thing, she's excited about the dance. And she says the thing that you liked where she's like, honey, I gotta, I'm going to wear a dress that has a slit down to here and a slit up to here. Oh my god, that's right. She was... She was saucy. Yeah. She Down was saucy. to here and up to here. Yep. Um, so, basically, they tell a bunch of these people to leave and go find the sheriff to tell him what's happening. While TJ, Alex, the gr- and the two girls are going to stay there go down into the mine to tell everybody else that they're in danger. Um, when they go down there, um, they... Basically, everybody's kind of all split up a a bit. Um, Two of the people went off to, you know, have a fun time. Canoodle. Yeah, to canoodle. Hollis is just kind of leading people through, giving them, like, a little tour. Mm -hmm. Um, And they... uh, Basically, the the miner finds the two who are trying to canoodle, and he, he drills straight through the two of them. Yep. Killing both of them. Gross. Um... The others kind of see that, and they start to kind of run away to try and escape, um, you know, what's happening. They do run into, eventually they do run into, uh, like, TJ and them, and, and they're like, oh my god, we gotta go find, um, uh, I think his name's Howard or something, who got separated from the group. So Hollis and, and TJ are like, okay, we'll go find him. Um, and at the, we do see the people who left the party had found the sheriff and tell the sheriff what's happening and he's like oh fuck so he starts driving up there he's calling in backup he's like send everybody you have up to the mines send everybody there there might have been a collapse something's in danger so we need to get there and and help people as soon as possible Mm -hmm. uh so the young people who told him that people had died did not do a very good job of going Somebody murdered these people. Yeah. It's not a mind collapse, but somebody just murdered them. Uh, but he, So he's on his way. The mayor's on his way. Everybody's on their way. Um, during all this, we get everybody kind of running around. And we get a couple different groups. Like, there's the two girls in one group. Uh, TJ and Alex are kind of running around. They kind of keep showing up everywhere. Um, Hollis, unfortunately, gets nailed in the head a few times. Yeah. Which is... Pour one out for the homie. That was sad. He's my favorite character in this movie. It was really unfortunate. He was actually... He was, I, he's I a big, him. fun guy he's, with a great mustache. He's a big, fun guy. And he has his moments of being like, really? Um, he is... He's kind of rational when they're like, we should do the party in the mine. He's like, no, we can't do that. He's very, and then he gets talked into it. He's very white knightish in some ways. But then also wants to be accepted with everyone else. So. Yeah. Um, Unfortunate. So at this point, we're kind of down to just a few people in the mines, um, all just trying to escape. So TJ, Alex, the two girls are like, we just gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We don't know where Howard is. We couldn't find him. They go to the, I guess, elevator shaft. Mm -hmm. And 
uh, that takes them in and out of the mines, but the elevator's not working. And this is... I, I don't know if this is just unintentionally hilarious writing or just bad writing or something something changed along the way to where they recorded them saying this and then they changed something in the script that made them do something else not 100 percent sure but they get to the elevators and tj finds the little buttons to control it broken he's like they're broken we can't get out this way we're gonna have to go somewhere else and when he says that, mm-hmm. he's like, and it's specifically them being like, we can't get out this way. They immediately turn like 90 degrees and start climbing a ladder that's right there next to them. Which is, we can get out this way. We just can't use the elevators. Right. So we can just climb this ladder however far up it goes and leave Instead of going back into the mine and, like, circling around out this, uh, like, train trolley system thing they have. This part I find funny because I think if if the ladder takes you straight out, mm-hmm. you keep climbing no matter what. I don't see any reason why you would not climb. However, one of the girls is having a hard time climbing um she's like going slow being really slow whatever again maybe you get tired we don't really know how far the ladder itself kind of goes but as they're going up we finally find the missing guy whose body gets thrown down the shaft but like he was hanging yeah and his head gets ripped off from his body and his body falls all the way to the floor that is very disgusting, and also for future reference, if we're ever in that sort of situation, um, I have the upper body strength of a newborn kitten, so just... But it, it's not just your of, upper body. If there's a bunch of stairs or a ladder, just... Neither of those things has to do only with upper like, body strength. I feel like a lot of it's upper body strength. Ladder, you use both your arms and legs. I don't think I'm even... The you also one. said stairs. You only use your legs oh, for stairs. I meant ladder. I don't know why I said stairs. Stairs I can yeah. do. Ladder, that's, that's... Are you sure about that? I'd carry you. No. You could piggyback on me, just yeah. don't let go. All right. Also, ladders are so easy. If you get tired, you can literally stop and hang out for a minute. That's true. <laughs> you could take a seat if you put your legs through it. That is true. That is true. Again, I don't... When they see the body fall, their logic is to go back into the mine. Which, to me, makes no sense as a choice. You should just keep climbing, Mm -hmm. because here are your two options. Either one, the killer is at the top of this, and he threw that body down because he saw you. Right. Or two, that body's been there for a while, and when you were climbing, you shook something that made it fall, and the killer's still down in the mine somewhere. So... It's kind of a lose-lose situation, yeah. but if you keep climbing and he's not there, guess what? You can leave. <laughs> if you go back into the mine, and maybe he was above you, now he can climb down the ladder and go after you. Or, he's already there. So I think your your best choice is to just... Keep going. Up and out. Up and out? Up and out. There you go. Uh, however, they don't decide to do that. They all go back into the mine, mm-hmm. and... Basically, they just say, um, 
TJ and Alex are like, look, there's a different way out. There's like a little train thing. That's how we get a lot of the debris out of the mine. We can get on that, ride it straight out, and then we can leave from there. So they're going through there, and Alex is like, all right, I know the shortcut. Follow me. They get to this bridge-type area. Like, There's some water there. <clears throat> um, I'm sure you run into this when you're underground. Every once in a while, you might find pockets of mm-hmm. water or something. Yeah. And essentially, um, Alex is like, all right, TJ, you take the lead. Lead the girls around the corner. I'll watch back here. As they round the corner, we hear some scuffling and noises. Something break. Alex scream, and they go back. And one of the gate fences is broken. And when we look in the water, you see the light of his helmet drifting down to the bottom. And TJ's like, I can't go save him. That's 60 feet deep. He's fucked. If he doesn't know how to swim. Bye. Goodbye. Um, Now, if you're a horror fan at all, um, there is a general rule of thumb sometimes with things of... If you don't see a body, you never know. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You never know. um, So, anyway, as they're all leaving, just the three of them, they're trying to go. The miner does show up and kills the, the, as you put it, saucy one. Um, The saucy one. She does get killed. So that just leaves TJ and his ex, Sarah, running from the miner. Um, They do try and fight him a little bit. He's sort of swinging his pickaxe and they find like a shovel to kind of fight him off with um they they do manage to make it onto the little trolley minecart things um and they're like riding it up and it's a it's a fun little like fight scene even if the choreography for it isn't the best yeah just because there's moments where it's like it looks like people are waiting and then they kind of swing Um, a little a little hokey again low budget whatever there's a reason it's kind of a cult following movie um but as they're going through this and as they're getting pursued uh at one point when tj's on the ground and the miner is ready to hit him sarah comes in distracts the miner a little bit and tj is able to hit him in the face with like this rock Mm -hmm. and the mask falls off and it's revealed that it's alex (gasps) bum 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 dun dun Um, at this point, we do see, uh, well, obviously Alex faked his own death when he waited behind. Right. Um, I will say, there are moments in this movie that might have some questionable timeline continuity for, uh, like, when kills happen, it's like, but we just saw Alex with people, or we see him with people immediately after. So there's, like weird timeline things of like so these aren't exactly right after each other or he does know some quick way to get from being in the mine killing these people to being here now or whatever There's no way maybe he can teleport um but we get a little flashback here and we see that on 20 years ago when harry warden went through and killed those two um managers or whatever they were (laughs) that one of them that got killed his son was in the room watching and the son was alex uh so alex basically was traumatized into being crazy and the oddest thing to this is 
if you were traumatized by this crazy man killing your father and then leaving an ominous letter to say never have a a valentine's day dance again Mm -hmm. how did you end up getting to the point of saying i'm gonna pretend to be him and kill people who have nothing to do with any of this other than they're doing a valentine's day dance I feel like the motivation would, is very odd in this movie. I feel like you would have better things to do with your time. Yes. Like some fun hobbies. I would think... That don't involve killing people. I would, I would imagine that... And, you know, it's the 80s. They didn't believe in therapy back then. But I would imagine it's sort of like an exposure therapy thing. If the Valentine's Day dance triggers you... Maybe you just need to like go to one and be realize that this it's literally had nothing to do this literally had nothing to do with your father being murdered really. Uh it's just a bunch of people trying to have a good time. You would think. Yeah, it's pretty uh strange. Um but uh in this little room that they're fighting in it's like a, it's kind of a sectioned off area that's like, do not go here, it's dangerous. And while they're kind of fighting, um, Axel does get knocked back, and then the roof kind of collapses, caves in on him. And at this point, TJ and Sarah kind of escape. Uh, the The chief and mayor and a bunch of other miners have shown up, and he's like, he's in there, he's in there, it's not Harry, it's Alex. And they're like, what? And... Um, they're like, we think he's still alive. So they're digging out the rubble and they see his hand and they're like grabbing his hand. Uh, or Sarah's like grabbing his hand, like, Hey Alex, we can get you out of here. We can help you. And he's like, nah, fuck that shit. And we see, um, he's 127 hours, his own arm. He's sawing his arm off. He saws his arm off, lets them take it. And as he's crawling away, he's like, I'll get my revenge on you. Ah. I hated that. And he's laughing maniacally with one arm as he he says that Harry Warden will return and he, he runs away um, into the mine. Absolutely uh, he does, ridiculous. He does, he does mumble that Sarah is his bloody valentine, though. Because, yes. you know, my bloody valentine right. is the title. Um, it... <laughs> it's kind of funny... Um, we do learn a little bit before this that Harry Warden actually had died. Uh, I believe they say five years, but several years before what's happening currently. Mm-hmm. So, one, if he was such a big deal and a thing in that town, maybe somebody would have like kept check on that. Yeah, and would have been like, "Oh, guys, Harry, Harry died. Hell yeah, let's bring back the Valentine's Day Woo! dance." Um, but then, two, it also feels like the mayor knew Alex was the son of one of the people who got killed. Mm-hmm. Maybe you look into that when something crazy starts happening right away. Not a bad thought. Yeah. Um, but that basically brings us to the end of the movie. Uh, Alex runs off into the depths of the mine, one-armed and... Go- completely have gone crazy at yeah, this point insane tj sarah escape hollis our hero has perished unfortunately no more men picking up their women by their heads no, no more. um 
And, you know, I, the, does the town have another Valentine's Day dance? No idea, unfortunately. Did your school ever have a Valentine's Day dance? Almost certainly. Hmm. I would think so. That's cute. I don't know if it was, I mean, maybe. We had a bunch of dances, but I don't remember what they were for outside of, like, homecoming. Yeah. Sadie Hawkins. We didn't have a Sadie Hawkins dance. We weren't that... That's like that, every time you say that, mm-hmm. I can only think of like schools in the fifties did that. <laughs> Nobody else ever did that. Like that's an old old timey thing. I wonder if he did. What? I'm gonna ask him later. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. We'll we'll double check where they're correspondent yeah, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. If if maybe that it could be a specific thing from. I don't know. Valentine's Day dances sound very cute, but now. Yes. A lot of hearts and pink, red roses and stuff. Yeah, that seems gross. Why? Because murder. Because <laughs> murder. <laughs> a Valentine's Day box of chocolates, but it's like someone's heart. Oh, <laughs> she she like did some weird hand signal. I didn't know what she was going for there. I was very oh, confused. Yeah, okay, yeah okay, you kind of did that over your crotch. All I didn't right, understand I what you were getting at. I see. I see where you. You must have watched a different My Bloody Valentine. Okay, all right, that's that will do. We're done now. Yeah. Well, okay. that that was you. You uh, you did that. Um. So what do you, what do you think of the movie? What are your thoughts? Your takeaways? Do you uh, like it? Do you hate it? I I like it. I again, I'm not a big um slasher horror fan even though i like to consider myself a big horror fan but i do think that i have to agree if you have the option of watching the original one versus the one that's not rated or the one that is the director's the unrated one the unrated one just go and go ahead and do it it's gross but it's it's like old-timey gross (laughs) it's old-timey gross (laughs) old-timey gross so it's not it's not that that bad yeah. Um, I say go for it. I think it's pretty fun. I I would probably watch it again. You know, I've watched it twice now. So. You have watched it twice now. I don't remember when I first learned about it. You know what would be really fun? What? If you could watch it on a um, at a drive-through. Yeah. You could get like that real. You probably can. We'd just have to. That real like. Check a drive-through. Sp- spooky old timey. Not old timey. I keep saying that. I don't mean old timey. You know, not too long ago. Um, that'd be that'd be fun to go to a, a drive-in theater and, and see. That would be. I bet um, maybe like an Alamo Draft House or something would show it around Valentine's Day. That'd be fun. In February, I guess. I recommend it. Well, that is great to hear. Um, because I really enjoy this movie. I love it. I it it is it's very campy and like a low so budget kind of pokey. Yeah, it, it very much just gives into the tropes that you're used to. But I think most of the characters, or at least the central ones that we spend any real kind of time with, are enjoyable. It seems like everybody was having a good time, having fun. Um, it is quite obvious that like. There's a red herring. They're trying to say that TJ is going to end up being the guy, but clearly that's not going to be because it's too obvious to be like, oh, he's angry. Uh. Um, but, again, I don't think any of the characters are necessarily dumb. I do think there are some things that, for plot convenience, have to be sort of stupid. Of, like, 
oh, we can't use the elevators. How are we going to get out of here? Oh, yeah, there's a ladder. Or we're halfway up this ladder. Let's stop and go back down. Like, stuff like that's kind of dumb. And the, the harbinger, the bartender guy, is a bit hokey and, and silly and dumb. But I think it just kind of adds to the, the charm. And also, I stand by. I think the minor suit look for the killer is great. It's simplistic and creepy. overall, but it works. I just wish that that one guy lived. Hollis? Yeah. So do I. Mm. Hollis That's was cool. Yeah. Kind of wish that guy could pick his girlfriend up by the... You think he took her off that thing? Since he usually grabs her by the head, he just... <laughs> took her off and put her on the ground? <laughs> I don't like it. It's a great movie. I think everybody should watch it. If you like it's slasher different. movies, uh, with it being... Tis the season, as they say. Yeah, if you want to watch a horror movie around Valentine's Day, why not? Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. Uh, so that is going to be the end of this. This is probably our shortest one we've ever done. But there's not overall a ton to really talk about with the movie itself. It's not, a, it's not very long. It's an hour and a half. An hour and a half, yeah. Easy, easy watch. Very easy watch. So, thanks for listening. It's our first one back. It's been a long time. Happy New Year. Get rolling with all of this more. And, you know, wherever you're listening to this, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a rating, comments, whatever kind of things. You can find us all over the internet at Chicken on a Stick Podcast or C O A S underscore podcast. YouTube, Instagram, Mm -hmm. Facebook, uh, Spotify, yeah, that's correct, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those things. And have a happy Valentine's Day, if you celebrate. Yeah. Don't don't pick anyone up by the head. I was going to say murder your loved ones, but that's probably a bit too far. Don't incite violence. (laughs) Let's not incite violence this Valentine's Day. Give give somebody you love a box of the one of those heart shaped box of chocolates, but put put a heart a heart in it, like a, a pig heart or a, something. A fake. Heart. Can't you eat hearts? Isn't there I mean, isn't there like probably. pig hearts or something people eat? You're Get one of those. I Get a chocolate covered heart for them, like a real one. Just see what would happen. Shake or it just, up a bit. Just buy buy some flowers. Or that if you want to be lame, I guess. Alright. <laughs> uh, we will see everybody next time. Bye! Bye.